بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters elders today I want to talk to you about a very important uh, topic and that is the position of the parents I want to begin by reminding myself and you that the most critical thing in Islam after the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu which begin with Tawheed which begin with not committing shirk worshipping only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> and after that the next number two item in terms of importance <clears throat> the rights of people. The rights of people are so important that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned them specifically and generally in many places. Two of the most important places is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned them in Surah Al-Hujurat in several aspects of that and in Surah Luqman and in Surah Al-Isra and other places. Now, why are those things so important? What is so important about the rights of people? And if you see, for example, the ayat of Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited making fun of each other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do not mock. Let not the men mock the other men and women, other women and so on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited suspicion of all kind. La tajassasu. Allah said, do not have suspicion, do not make suspicion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned against believing rumors. Allah said, do not believe somebody who comes to you with some uh, news without verifying that first. Right? And then we have a similar uh, thing in Surah Al-Nur, all of those ayat and so on. Now all of this, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah al again Surah Al-Hujarat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the prohibition of ghibah, of, of backbiting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that so powerfully, Allah said, this is like eating the flesh of your dead brother. Allah said, don't you feel disgusted, don't you feel karaha with this example when, by, when you think about this and how can you do such a thing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about and mentioned the prohibition of giving bad names and nicknames to people, uh, which is, uh, may Allah protect us, we do this all the time, right? We... Uh, give a nickname based on somebody's physical uh, handicap or something like this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited that. He prohibited anger which results in, uh, in, in, in profanity and in uh, cursing and so on and so forth. Now think about it. Why all of this and so much of detail? Because this is something which is the lifeblood of the ummah. When you do these things, you break up the relationships of this beautiful religion, the relationship of Iman, the relationship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the fundamental of all of this, right? If you take a building and you say, well, what is the fundamental of this building? You would say it is the brick, right? It is the building stone. That one building stone is the fundamental of this uh, building. And then on that building, on that fundamental stone, you put more and more and so on and so on. What is the fundamental unit of all of society? It is the family. 
right today if you look at society what's happened society today is completely muntashir it is it is uh, dispersed and it is you know completely smattered shattered because the family has collapsed yeah i i i wish i could say in the west but unfortunately i cannot say in the west not not for political reasons because that is no longer true this is also true in our in our what we call our countries uh, as far as we are concerned america is our country but i'm saying even if i say where i was born i was not born in america same problems same problems in the muslim lands and same problems in the non muslim lands may allah protect us we were supposed to be examples for the rest of the world how to live but we have fallen into the same cesspit right completely there is there is it's like shattered why because the family has collapsed now allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned this very very clearly in terms of the rights and, the, and of the family what is the unit the the unit for the society is the family and the unit for the family is the parents that's where it starts from husband and wife and then they have children and this is the unit and that forms the family now Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala let me mention something which is uh, from the Quran itself Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in surah al-Luqman a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim wa in jahadaka ala an tushrika bi ma laysa laka bi ilm fala tuti'huma wa sahibhuma fi dunya ma'rufa wattabi sabila man anaba ilayhi thumma ilayya marji'ukum فَأُنَبِّيُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Luqman But if they, both of them, the mother and the father, strive with you, try to force you to make you join in worship with me, others, that of which you have no knowledge. That means if they try to make you commit shirk, if they try to make you worship idols, if, you try, if they try to make you go and worship on some grave or some, you know, make a tawaf of the grave or, or ask some dua from the grave or anything like this. which amounts to shirk allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said do not obey them do not obey them but behave with them in the world kindly eh huh? allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying what wa sahibhuma fid dunya ma'rufa to whom to those who are trying to force you to make shirk with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah did not say they are doing this therefore they are evil no beat them up no Allah said no you treat them well you treat them well in this dunya and then follow the path of the one who turns to me in repentance and obedience and then to me will be your return and I shall tell you what you used to do and then in surah Muhammad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said fahal asaytum in تَوَلَّيْتُمْ أَن تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَتُقَطَّعُوا أَرْحَامَكُمْ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ لَعَنَهُمُ اللَّهُ فَأَصَمَّهُمْ وَأَعْمَى أَبْصَارَهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means would you then if you were given authority do mischief in the land and sever your ties of kinship will you sever the relationships of blood such are they if they do that such are they whom allah subhanahu wa taala has cursed so that they so that he has made them deaf and blinded their sight now think about these ayat how 
singularly powerful these are. Why? Let me tell you some things from the seerah. There is one story from the seerah where there was a young man, a sahabi who was dying. And they came to Wasallam and they said, Ya Rasulullah, he is in severe pain. He is in the state of Nadha, in the state of Sakrat. His life is, is his ruh is not coming out. He is in severe pain. He is suffering. Rasulullah met. Then he asked them, he said, are his parents alive? They said his mother is alive. Where is she? She lives in a different house. What is the relationship between them? They said, no, there is no, no relationship. There is a problem. His mother doesn't, uh, you know, this man has been, not been good to the mother. Rasulullah said, go and tell the mother to please forgive her son. Otherwise, he will not die like this. They went. She said, I will not forgive him. He has caused me too much of trouble, too much of pain. I will not forgive him. They came back and they said, Ya Rasulullah, she says, I will not forgive. Rasulullah said, bring some wood. Bring firewood. They said, why? He said, I will burn him. He said, Ya Rasulullah, you will burn him alive? He said, yes. He said, why? He said, otherwise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will burn him. So they went to the mother. They said, Rasulullah is going to burn your son alive. Please. Now she is the mother at the end of the day. So she came and she said, Ya Rasulullah, I have forgiven him. Please don't burn my son. And that Sahabi said the Kaliman, he died. Eh? Abu Sufyan, who is Abu Sufyan? Abu Sufyan, who of course, as far as we know now. But Abu Sufyan at the time, I am saying this is after Surah Hudabiyah. Before Surah Hudabiyah, what is Abu, Abu Sufyan's history? He is the reason for the Battle of Badr. He is the commander of the army of Quraysh in the Battle of Uhud. He is the commander of the army of the Quraysh and the Hawazim in the battle of Ghazwatul Hazar, in the battle of Khandaq. Why did he do all this? To destroy Islam, to kill Rasulullah wasallam. Not only is Abu Sufyan an enemy of Allah and his messenger, but he is the chief of the enemies. He is the leader of them. Yes? Now, after Sulaim Hudaybiyah, the Quraysh broke the treaty within two years. And Abu Sufyan got very worried. He said, now Rasulullah will... You know, he, now he has a right to attack us. So he will come. So he came running to Medina to try to persuade Rasulullah to forgive and to extend the treaty. So he came to the house of our mother, Umm Habiba, anha, his daughter. And as he entered her house, Umm Habiba, anha, the bed of Rasulullah was spread. So she lifted up the bed. She folded up the bed. So Abu Sufyan said, Partly humorously, maybe partly sarcastically. He said, oh, you moved the bed aside because it is not fit for me. She said, no, I moved the bed aside because you are not fit for the bed. Because this is the bed of the Rasul of Allah. Right? Now, later on, she mentioned this to Rasul She said, my father came and this is what happened. And this is what I told him. Now, put yourself in that position. Think about this. Here is my wife and my wife is so loyal to me. She is so good to me that she has even reprimanded her own father on my behalf. She stood up for me and she said this to my father. I will probably, you know, give her a gold ring or something. Huh? I will be so happy. What did Nabi Sallallahu do? Rasulullah Sallallahu said, you did wrong. He said, you did wrong. 
you should not speak to your father like this. Treat him with respect. He is your father. No matter what he does. Who is this father? This father is his worst enemy. Final story. Which Sheikh also mentioned yesterday. Final story. What is that story? Ubay bin Salul. The chief of the Munafiqeen. The man after he died, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran, the surah of, surah, ayat of surah Tawbah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, even if you ask forgiveness 70 times, Allah will not forgive. This man, he's so evil, so bad, right? So the whole incident happened, which yesterday we, we heard, alhamdulillah, in the khatira. At the end of all of this, his son, Abdullah bin Ubay, anhu, comes to Israel Salam, he says, Ya Rasulullah, let me end this fitna once and for all. Because this man, he is not going to change. He is a, he is a problem. He is creating problems. Now, my fear is somebody else will kill him and then I will be in a bad position because somebody killed my father and I will have all this. So, let me finish. Let me end this problem. Give me permission. I will kill my father and matter is over. Khalas, nobody can hold me responsible. Rasulullah said, not only will I not permit you to kill your father, I am ordering you to go and be nice to your father. Who is this father? He is again the worst enemy of Rasulullah in Madinah. Now the reason I am saying all this is for two things. First and foremost, may Allah protect us from ourselves. What is the primary reason why we have a bad relation with our parents? The only, according to me, the only two reasons. One, money. My father or mother is unjust. They give more money to one brother, less money to the other one, and so on and so forth. Yeah, usually it is this, right? My father loves this one more, that one more, less, and so on. Second one is ego. Money and ego. They, I don't, I cannot think of a third reason. There's just two reasons. Money and ego. Now tell me, is it worth destroying your own akhirah for this? Eh? Now, this does not mean that parents have the license to do whatever they want with their children. You know, torture your children, burn them every morning. No. Parents have their boundaries. Parents are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you ill-treat your children, if you torture your children psychologically or physically or any way, then you will answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a separate issue. Islam has justice. Islam does not say the parents can do whatever they want, the children must not. No. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in the other surah, he said, do not even say oof to them. What does it mean? Does it mean that the parents have the right to torture? No, their parents don't have this right. Two separate issues. How the children behave with the parents is a different issue. How the parents behave with the children is a different issue. Both are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I am mentioning ch- children here because this is such a serious matter. Is it worth destroying your akhirah because you had some misunderstanding with your father or your mother? And this extends to the relationships of the Raham, the blood relations, which is parents, grandparents, the father's siblings and the mother's siblings. Right? So aunts and uncles, meaning not the, 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 the married ones, but father's brother and sister, mother's brother and sister, grandfathers on both sides, grandmothers on both sides and parents. This is the blood relation. And this is sacrosanct in Islam. We do not cut this for any reason. Right? I want to close with the hadith of Rasulullah Abu Hurairah narrated in Abi Dawood where Rasulullah said, and this is also in Riyadh Salihin, Rasulullah said, it is prohibited, it is haram 
for a Muslim not to speak to his Muslim brother. Muslim brother is who? Anybody. Any Muslim. Muslim brother, we are not talking here about the relationship of the Rahmans. Any Muslim. He said, وسلم, he said, it is prohibited for the Muslim not to speak to his Muslim brother for more than three days. And if he does that and he dies, he will go to Jahannam. Eh? If he does not speak to his Muslim brother for three days, and did he put a reason there? For this reason, that no reason. If he does not speak to his Muslim brother, his, his brother says, Salam alaikum, he does not answer. He does not return his salam. He's, he does not speak to his Muslim brother or sister for more than three days. For the day he dies, he will go to Jahannam. Tell me, is it worth it? This ego of ours will land us in the hellfire if we don't follow the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa By all means, as I, as I mentioned again and again, I'm not saying that Islam promotes injustice. If there is a problem, go and sit and talk and sort it out and do whatever you need to do. Get an arbitrator, get somebody to resolve it. Do all of that. Nobody says you have to accept injustice. No. We are talking here about breaking relations. There is no need to break the relation. Rasulullah said, good maintaining good relations does not mean doing good to the one who does good to you. It means doing good to the one who does evil to you. It means giving to the one who denies you. It means being nice to the one who is not nice to you. Eh? This is our deen. This is our deen, alhamdulillah. And that's why I remind myself, many of my brothers and sisters, let us not fall into this trap of this ego and so on and so forth. No. Let us remember that whatever it is in this world will remain in this world. What will go with us is our amal. What will go with us is our iman. Let us not destroy that for the sake of false pride and ego and money and property and whatever. And then end up in a situation where nobody can help us. If you are, Once we are there, we are there. That's khalas, end of story. Let us not do that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla to heal the hearts, to join the hearts, to remove all these misunderstandings and disagreements and whatnot, and to bring the hearts of the brothers and sisters and parents and children together, alhamdulillah. My submission to you is, whoever listens to this, the first thing you do now is if you have a problem, if you have any issue with your brothers and sisters, with your parents, with any of the relations of your, of the Raham, go and make it up now. Don't wait. Make a phone call. Go meet the person. Don't wait. We don't know who lives and who dies. If your parent, if you have a bad relation with your parents and your father dies or your mother dies, believe me, your goose is cooked. You are toast. Right? Don't do that. Go make it up to them. Go make it up to them while they are still there. And if may Allah protect us, if they have died, then make a lot of istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cry before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pray for them to be given Jannah. And do a lot of isale sabab for them. Sacrifice animals. Feed people. Go make hajj. Make umrah. Build masajid. Do whatever. Spend money. And beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive because we have eternal hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But don't wait for them to die, eh? to, to do all this. If they are alive, 
go do it now don't wait because this is very 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 serious wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika arhamar rahim